My name is James Gleason, and I want to welcome you to the weekend teaching ministry of Sunrise Church here in Hillsboro, Oregon. Now, Sunrise is a church devoted to being a safe place to hear a life-changing message. And our vision is to lead people in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so every weekend, we share a message of hope from God's Word, the Bible. Now, if you'd like to know more about discovering and growing in a relationship with the God who loves you, please take a moment to visit our website at www.isunrise.com. Now, from there, you can learn how to connect with the God who loves you. And you can learn how to grow with others along the journey of life. You can learn to develop a heart to serve the least, the last, and the lost. And finally, you can learn how to lead others to know Jesus Christ on this journey of disciples making disciples. And so now I invite you to follow along with our weekend message as you discover the heartbeat of God. But I want to start by saying, you see, the, the Christian, we, the Christians, are obsessed about Jesus for a good, re, a good many reasons. But one of the reasons that we are obsessed about Jesus is this idea that Jesus is, uh, keeps insisting on of the commonality, the idea of the commonality of humanity. Let me explain what I mean. So, all of us, in one way or the other, are influenced by our roots, our origin. Whether we understand that or not is not really the point. The truth is, you and I operate out of and are influenced in the way we do life by how we, uh, by our backgrounds, by our roots. We make decisions, uh, we make choices, we have desires, we, we, and, and we think that those desires are instinctive, but they have their roots in who we are even before we were. Now, roots are very strong because you will make choices and you think you have made a choice simply because you like something uh, but you have to be you have to understand that if you are going to make really good choices in life you have to be aware of the influences that come because of your roots now Again, as I said, you might be aware of your roots or you might not be aware of your roots. But those roots are influencing your decisions on a positive side and on a not so positive side. For example, I am Ugandan. And because I am Ugandan, there are certain word choices that I make that an American would not make because they are Americans. And I make my word choices thinking that's the right word to use. But I do not, I have to understand that even the word choices that I have chosen, I have chosen it because of my roots. 
uh, and when I speak English, there are certain words that, are, that mean different to me, in, uh, uh, even though they are similar words, like you would say here in America. For example, one of the words that uh, when I speak, I mean different from what an American would mean is the word interesting. When, when I, as a Ugandan, I say the word interesting, uh, I, I mean it is funny. I mean, this is a great thing. This is a good thing. And I found out that in America, when someone says, hmm, that's interesting, uh, it's not funny. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, uh, and that spills out in, uh, in, a number, uh, in a number of things. And I might be aware of that or I might not be aware of that. We have, we, we have roots and origins that if we are not aware of, we will begin to make life choices and make life decisions and behavioral decisions simply because of our origins, but not fully aware whether uh, those origins are influencing us or not. Now, I say this is one of the reasons we are so obsessed about Jesus. This is why I believe everyone who exists on the earth should be obsessed about Jesus. Because he unites all of humanity in a commonality that cannot be found anywhere. And so as we walk, as we move around... As we do what we do, we keep calling men and women, boys and girls from all kinds of walks of life to come to Jesus. Because if we are going to approach life well, we need to understand or embrace the way of life that Jesus Christ has presented to us. And in that way, we are able to make better decisions about life than in any other way. If there is a man or a woman, really, if there was a man, because this is a man that I'm going to talk about. If there was a man who understood this, uh, this was a man called John. Now, John was one of Jesus's proteges disciples. Uh, when, when Jesus walked here on earth, uh, he had a lot of people that kept following him. Uh, however, among the people that, he, that kept following him, he chose 12 guys that he would really invest a lot of his time in because they were going to continue the work that he had started, which work we are now all part of. Uh, among those 12, there was these three other guys that he really, really, really deliberately spent so much time with. And uh, uh, they were those, those three guys were James, Peter, and John. Well, for John... He comes to a place where he defines himself, even among the three, in John's mind, 
John was the favorite of the three. He calls himself the beloved disciple of Jesus. And John, throughout all the teachings of Jesus, understood this truth about Jesus. That when Jesus looks at humanity, when he looks at us human beings, he regards us with a commonality that was foreign to his generation, to his times, the times that were divided between the haves and not haves, the, the, the slaves and the free, the Romans and the Greeks, the Jews and the Gentiles. In a time where the, 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 the lines between people and humanity were cut out, between the Samaritans and the Jews, when, when there was so much division, when Jesus came in, he began to speak a unity that was foreign to that time. And for us in this generation, John writes to us and says, you guys, you need to understand when Jesus came, he brought another paradigm that pushes us right to the roots of all humanity. And so Jesus becomes or is life, the very life we live. And, and so he begins by saying, he writes in the book of First John, he wrote a letter. He wrote a letter to, to the church. John wrote a letter. And, and, and that letter he says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have held concerning the word of life, the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and declare that declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Now, of course... He is including himself, John, as he speaks to us. And he says, from the very beginning, which then is taking us to the beginning of humanity. The begin in fact, it echoes the first book written in the Bible, uh, the book of Genesis. As God brought into being everything, when he brought into being all things into existence, on the sixth day, he creates man. And the scriptures say that when he creates man, he creates him in his own image and in his own likeness. And so all of humanity come out of this one origin, and that origin is in God. And therefore, uh, when man... When we, when, when we look at humans, humans have their origin. We all have our roots in God. But he says, I want you to, I'm talking about that which was from the beginning. And we discover as we move down that what he is talking about is Jesus. And he's saying that Jesus is life. Please bear with me a bit. You're going to understand what I'm talking about. And, uh, because that's what John is giving to us. And he says, again, uh, for those who read the Bible, again, this same statement will echo 
the first uh, book that this same guy, John, writes concerning Jesus. Again, he starts in the, what we call the Gospel of John. And he starts by saying that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And we come to find that that Word is Jesus Christ. And in him was life. And so Jesus is the life. But understand that because he is life. And that life was manifested. And we have seen it. And we bear witness And he declares to us that that life is eternal life. It is life that has no end and has no beginning. Oh, life that has no beginning and has no end. It is life that that encompasses all other forms of life. It is life that we come in and enter in. And so when God created human beings, the Bible tells us that the human being was formed out of the dust. But for the human being to become a living being, God had to breathe to a breath of life into humanity so that we become alive. And that tells you that the very source of all human life is the life that is eternal. Is the life that is in God. That's why he says the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. And so we get life. Humanity as a whole gets life from the creator. God who gives all things their life including us. And so when it comes, however, to man, we are so joined to God. We are so joined to Christ that he becomes our very life. And so the source of all human life and human dignity and human value is in God, the creator. And that life has been made accessible to us through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so, then, because of that, because all of life, all of human life, has its origin in Christ, has its origin in the Creator, has its origin in the eternal life, Then John will tell us that we are all, we are all connected or united with one another. We all, as human beings, are united or connected in one another. And he uses a word 
called fellowship. So he says, that which we have seen, again, talking about the life, talking about Jesus, who is the life, says, that which we have seen, which we have heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Now, fellowship, fellowship, it's the word of unity. It's the coming together. I know that if for many who have grown up in church, uh, we use this word fellowship to almost mean exclusivity, uh, like a club of people that are just belong in their own Christian unit. I don't think that's the biblical idea of fellowship. It's the, that word fellowship speaks about our connectedness. We ought to live connected in two ways. We are connected with one another, but we are connected with one another because we are connected with the Father and the Son. And so the Son who is life, the Son Jesus Christ who gets life from the Father, now brings that life and connects to us so that we have life. And then that life that we have, uh, we have it not, not in isolation, but in togetherness with the rest of humanity. And so we ought to have fellowship with one another, walking in togetherness, walking in unity, walking in... Um, uh, Paul uses another word here, or is a translated word called communion, oneness. And I, I, I like the word connectedness or unity. We, we walk in a togetherness, in a union, in a oneness defined or called as fellowship. And so, because... You have seen life because we have known life. Therefore, we have fellowship with one another. And that's why John says that which we have seen and have heard, we declare to you. And this is the reason why we declare Jesus to you. We declare Jesus to you that you may also have fellowship with us. We may enter into a oneness and a connectedness that has always marked humanity. When God created man and woman, when he created all of us, he was not seeing all the, the, the various uh, uh, divisions that we have. He was seeing a oneness, a connectedness, and, and his idea of humanity is a oneness which which is combined in togetherness that's i believe why he forms family that's why he we we, we man cannot live in isolation and so when john calls us 
He talks to us and says, guys, if you experience Jesus, if we experience eternal life, then we ought to understand that the origins and the roots that we have are roots in God himself. Those roots we share with all of humanity. And because we share with all humanity, we can come into a closeness with one another. And how, why? Because our connectedness, our fellowship, our union, our oneness is found with the Father and with the Son. And it is in that union, it is in that unity, it is in that connectedness, it is in that togetherness, it is in that oneness, that fellowship that we find fullness of joy. And so he says, and I, these things I write to you that you may, that your joy may be full. Because there is something about a united people that brings out the best out of us. Hallelujah. And so he goes on and, and, and he says, so if you claim to know God and yet reject that you are connected to all human beings, the truth is you don't. So you can't not claim to know God and yet reject that you are connected to all humans. We are connected. We are all in one space. And so he says, this is the message which you have heard from him. And I can declare to you that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him. If we say that we are in oneness and togetherness and, uh, and, uh, and we have entered into God, we have accepted him, we have known him, we, he says, and yet walk in darkness. We lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another. Now, Light and darkness. The things that John presents to us here, he is like, okay, when it comes to God, he is light. Not only is he life, he is what shines in the darkness. The metaphors of good and evil. The metaphors of what has gone wrong and what has gone right. And it says to us that when it comes to God, he's full of light, full of goodness. Full of righteousness and purity. And we can't claim to know him who, in whom is no darkness, no evil, no bad, and we can't claim to have fellowship with him and yet continue to walk in darkness. To walk in uh, 
a lack of awareness that then brings out evil out of us. We cannot walk in darkness. So he says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. The understanding that you and I are so connected is what brings out the best of humanity in us. Every time we fail to see another human being in the same light that we see ourselves, we tend to dehumanize that human. And we see that all over. I'll give you another example from my own very life. So in 2007, I came to the U.S. to study. And uh, I had been a preacher in Uganda for a, a good long time. What I was not aware of was that my roots from Uganda and maybe Africa had made me look at uh, the Americans as way higher than I was. And that in itself is dehumanizing. Not just to me, but even to the object of my up. Um, uh, Lifting, So I, I could not preach for a whole year. I could not preach here because I just thought you guys all knew everything. Which later I discovered, no. There is something that God has placed in me that the world needs to hear. And that's why I exist in this period. And that's why you exist in this period. But you see, I had never really truly interacted with the American on a level that would actually see your humanity. This is where fellowship, coming together, uh, Understanding one another in light of who I am and who you are from our roots helps us greatly. And Christ defines our roots. If you, if you look at your roots and stop at uh, any period be, before the beginning, you will have a wrong approach to life. And so if we are going to approach one another well, and if we are going to work together in life well, we have to go back to the root 
And the root is not in 1980s when I was born. The root is not in 110 when your great-great-great-great-grandfather was born. The root is at the beginning, at the very start. And so when Jesus comes here, he is taking us back to the very, very beginning. John understood that, that Jesus Christ takes us back to the very, very, very beginning. That's why he will be called, he will be called by some as the apostle of love. And all his letters are filled with love one another because I can only love you when I understand how connected we are. How one we are. How, how our roots all come from the same being, God, the creator. We are in his image. We are in his likeness. We are created and, and are given our life from him. And therefore, I can look at you and love you in the same way I love the one who was born by my mother and father. Because we are one. And we can walk in light because he is light and therefore have fellowship with one another. Have that connectedness, that oneness, that union, that togetherness because you and I have the same root. But when I begin to see myself simply as a Ugandan, then the rest of the humans around me, I begin to put labels. And that throws me back into darkness. And we want to walk. We have been called to walk in the light. As he is in the light. So Jesus who is life. Jesus who has called us into a oneness and a togetherness with him has also called us to walk in the light. And that light is when we understand that you and I have one origin, one root, and are therefore supposed to be in a togetherness and in a oneness. But you see, that can only happen when I Understand where you come from. When I can sit with you, eat with you, laugh with you, and have a communion, a fellowship, a, a coming together between you and I. And so this, uh, this morning, as you listen in from wherever you are listening in from, it is my desire to call you to find people around you that you can have fellowship together. And contrary to what church, uh, if you're a Christian, might have told you, fellowship is not coming together to sing praise the Lord. That's good. But really, it's just getting to know one another. And it's not simply alone with those who are of the same kind as you are. But 
of the entirety of humanity. When was the last time you had a meal with someone that was not your own family, your own clan, your own tribe? Because all of those are not really our true roots. We are joined into a union and a communion by the creator. And so we reach out to one another and love one another and commune and fellowship and come into a togetherness with one another. Are you connected to all human beings? Father, in the name of Jesus, you bring a word because you want to accomplish something. We are living in very interesting times today. In those times, Father, we thank you for, uh, for the things that you're doing around us that continue to spell out to us how connected we are with one another. That all the way from Uganda, we can stand in Sunrise Church and share about you. That's already uh, speaking volumes. That we can lead worship right here, sing different songs, uh, and, and reach people from all over the world. Last night, I was amazed that we, we can reach people in Philippines. We can reach people in Uganda. We're reaching people in Africa. We, we are coming into a togetherness that we share, not because of where we were born, but because in you, we have received an identity that supersedes all other roots and all other origins. So I pray for my hearers today that Heavenly Father, as they hear this word and ponder onto these words, they will have the courage and the boldness to reach out to those that are not like them and say, we share a joint humanity created by God to be together and in oneness to the glory of your holy name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you.